five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Solution of Real Estate Podcast. This is where Jeff Seabach, Phil Sexton talk about real estate from real estate agents, right? Real, this is where we're getting in. This is actually season three of our podcast. It's a... To, 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 well, I, no, but uh, no, I think it's... Uh, like, should we start let, over? Let me help I mean, you no, out. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we should start over. Because, you know, I was listening to that video from the guys from California talk about COVID. And they said why you should listen to them and not Faltucci. What is his name? Fulucci? The doctor. The this, doctor that's the good on with Trump. Doctor? No, yeah. the guy, right? Falucci. What is it? Falucci? What is his name? But you know what I'm Fauci. talking about. Fauci. Fauci. That they, you should not listen to Fauci because he has not been testing patients. That he hasn't tested patients for 20 years. And that they should listen to them because they tested 5,000 patients. I think that's our same argument here is that why people should tune in and listen to our podcast is because we're testing the patients and that maybe we should be helping people grow their business versus someone that just stands up in front and talks. And that's why we love you, Jeff Seabach. Oh. The, you mean we're practitioners, we're practitioners in the business. Yes, yes, yes. This is our, so our podcast is about how we can put the consumer first, and we are actually working with the consumers every day. You got a listing appointment in an hour and a half. Yes, so, so talk fast. Here we go, yeah, right? right? Actually, um, in season three, we have been focusing on teams and industry-leading training. And what happens after every episode that we post, we typically get an agent that reaches out, and they start the sentence with what? Um, I just started in the business. I'm new in the last three months, six months, uh, this year, I, you know, I, or, or I, I'm, I'm in the license process and I want to get going already. I just graduated from school. Yeah. I mean, there's as many, <clears throat> do, different you have, do you have a few minutes to chat? Yes. Right. Of course. And so that I'm new to the business. Do you have a few minutes to chat? Conversation is what inspired us to have our, our, uh, podcast today be about, okay. Let's answer those. Those answers from our standpoint look very similar. Those conversations are very, very, very similar. And it's going to be very similar to what this podcast is. So if you're new in the business. So are you going to give out big words like hustle, focus, persistence? No. Okay. No, those are the, those are the high level coaches that want to make you, that want to impress you with big word language. What I want to talk about is, okay, great. What systems have you currently purchased? What what tool set are you bringing to the table? Right, the last conversation I had with a gentleman out of California said that he had a CRM. And so he had invested in, uh, I think his was Chime, but it doesn't matter what the name of it is. They all basically do the same thing, right? And that is- Well, everybody does need a CRM tool. We need a C, you yeah. need a CRM. A lot of the CRM tools you can pay extra money for to have them generate leads for you. And he was, and even he though was. he had never sold a piece of real estate before. Correct. Is that a good idea? Look, it creates conversations. It depends on what your budget is coming into it. If you've got the budget where you can throw a couple grand a month at this, sure. Because it helps you learn faster. Absolutely. Okay, good. But if you're going right. to, I mean, especially with COVID-19 where you're not doing open houses, right? Like there's some of the social networking aspects of lead generation are muted right now. Okay. And but so some online lead gen is still active. But if you're a new agent, would it be, are you, of your tool set of things that you would start to generate leads, would you say start with buying leads? No, 
I would say start with working with people you know. Okay, good start deal. By I, talking, I just want to make yes. sure that we're clear in the and fastest this, way to income. The most convertible business is working with people that already know you. But what if they don't know anybody? That's what they typically say. Then, they always say that. Then you got to always. Then yeah. you got to meet you mean, people. So you mean that every every new person is like, I don't really know anybody. What that what I hear when they say that is, I'm not willing to reach out to the people that I know. I, or I don't have the phone numbers. I just moved here from Dallas. I don't know anybody. Well, you mean? But we live in mean, Phoenix, so a lot of that on. is a common thing of people because they just flew here and they moved here, and I still um, call BS. Yeah, agreed. Like every, we gotta get time. out. Like yeah. okay, so now when you're meeting people, when you're passing people at the dog park, when you see the same person at the grocery store, when you're talking to the lady that's helping you with whatever, you may have maybe you have to adjust your scripts. So now you're okay, so, meeting people. Okay, right. I think that your your point is well made. Is that it's just what is your opinion of I don't know people? Meaning, because sometimes I say, well, are you, are you sitting open houses? And they say yes, because to us, we believe that is now you've met somebody. So met equals known, right? Like so, Fair. when you go and what you said, when you go to the grocery store and you say hi to somebody, you talk to them, and you say I'm I'm Jeff. That is now somebody that you met, and now that's somebody that you know. So it's to me, it's it's it's. I think the, the point number one is that you have to understand what um, how impactful just meeting somebody is versus trying to work leads that you haven't met. True. Okay. The I think that the hardest part is okay how do i take my casual meeting of somebody to having them give me their phone number what value am i going to propose what value am i going to provide where they're like yeah here's my phone number i think that that i mean that goes to the heart of the success of any new agent is what is my USP. Yeah. Your unique selling proposition. Absolutely. Yes. All day. <clears throat> but all right. So now let's fast forward past that because there's lots of different ways depending on personalities. But I want to get. So then this this agent says he's buying leads on a, on a system. He talks to a guy that wants to buy a house. Sweet. And he goes, so I set him up on an auto drip campaign. He bought leads and he got somebody on the phone. Yes. He started calling them. Yes. First of all, congratulations to the guy that actually was like, I'm going to get leads and I'm going to call them. Yes. Right away. Yes. Right. Like that. Step one. I, well, I, well, I don't I don't know that that's everybody's starting point when you get when you meet because that's intimidating. If you've never sold a house to call somebody, what said, would you say? Yeah. So true. what do you think? He, wait, what would you suggest someone to say when they get a new lead? I mean, we're talking there's, to new people here. All right. So there's two versions of this conversation. The version that is most normal <clears throat> for anybody, whether you're in real estate or not, is, hey, I got your information from our website saying you were looking for some houses. Um, what is it that, we were, you were, that you're looking for? I would say How that many would, bedrooms would you I, like? I, I think that was a great pitch in 2002. What, what, what price point are you thinking? That was the script that I had in 2002. So if you said there was two of them, that is what I think most people would, and still then is naturally the first thing that you want to ask people is, okay, what are you looking for? Right. Is that still the, no, the, now you gotta, you, you, what you're looking for is so Is generic. that bad if I ask that? 
Uh, I think that I don't know that I would categorize it as bad, but I don't okay. think it's better. I think that sometimes we have to have conversations. So do we you can think I'm going to convert leads if I ask people how many bedrooms, bathrooms that they want? Not as many as you would need to stay in the business two years after you get licensed. Right. You could convert about one out of a thousand. Yes. So it could so work. But this, this guy had a good conversation with the gentleman. He said, he told me. And so then I set him up on the auto search from the CRM so that it would ping him every time a house came on the market that was inside of the criteria that he shared with me. And I want to talk to the audience of new agents because that's what we're after is that Agents pride themselves on the good conversation. And I feel like that is a big, puffy, soft white blanket that they put on their jacket or on their on themselves as this person is now going to, I'm going to let you finish my words, is going to what? Work with me. Work with me. Because I had a good conversation. But I mean, but have we not seen that? Like that is a... A myth that we want to help people not fall into that trap because because yes, that guy goes away. That guy doesn't call you back. So uh, what I asked the agent and I, I said, OK, great. Let's just say that this guy was looking for a million dollar house. OK, I said to the agent, I said, now, how many million dollar houses have you seen in the last week or since this since you had the conversation? OK, so um, now again, I'm going to go with the big word that you threw out there because you were used the word seen. Right. Uh, yeah. Seen. S-E-E-N. And by seen, I mean like physically walked through the front door of the house. Okay, because that's not the definition that I think of. I think of seen is because when I ask people that question, normally they like to talk about what they saw on the Internet. Oh, that's not what I mean. Okay. All right, all right, <clears throat> no. All right. How many houses? Like if you have somebody, you have a conversation with somebody that wants to buy a million dollar house and you set them up on an auto email and you pray that they're going to call you when they see something that they like. That is not the recipe for success, right? Love your new background. You have to go out and find that person, that house. You've got to educate the person during the so you're telling me the search that, process. That be, uh, having a great conversation, one of those eight to fourteen minute conversations about I want five bedrooms. Oh, I want they're to be from in the Milwaukee. Ocean I'm and, from uh, Milwaukee. Right. My kids go to that school. I love baseball. All that blah blah. They're blah. not gonna as a new agent. You don't think they're gonna call me back when they no. find one online that they like? No, I don't. Because if they happen to come across an agent's website or uh, ZillowRealtor.com, truly whatever website, if they happen to come across something else, and a sh and they come into the line of a shark of an agent who has been in the business for longer, who understands how to hook people in to work with them, you just lost. That auto well, email is passive. Well, that if we're is, throwing out ways that they could lose it, because I right away thought that, um, think of more of what that consumer is gonna think when they see the house that they like. Who are they going to want to talk to about that house the listing agent. somebody exactly the, the listing agent. how about how about the the clear-cut local expert the listing agent right are, are you with me yeah i thought right, you were gonna, the, i again i thought you were gonna say when they find that house and let's say by chance they happen to call you back what do they think about your house hunting skills they think they don't value your house hunting skills at all they're like i found the house so how about you rebate me the commission? Because I found the house. 
Wow. Yeah. No, I, well, I mean, because this is what it is, 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 is trying to help agents understand why the consumer is going to do what they do and how do you put yourself in the path of opportunity. Right. right. And so I took a step back and I said, now, let me ask you. You're still how, talking to your friend. I'm still talking to another not, state. Not a friend. A guy who listens to our podcast who called and said, oh, I'm, this is right. Oh. Like we get these agents you're, that reach like, out to you're us. You're being real. Yes, this is a real conversation. And hmm. if you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to us. I'm There's... confused because we talk about lots of people that call us. And I thought you were talking about your friend that is also new to the business. So this is, this is, okay, this good. is, All this right. is, I was just clarifying. I was just good, asking good, good. questions, clarify. All right. And so I, I say, let, let's take a step back. How long have you been licensed? About six months. Okay, great. Um, Has he how, sold a house yet? He hasn't sold a house yet. So he's new, 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 new. I said, how many houses have you seen? in the last 30 days. And he goes, well, they canceled open houses and um, the they don't have broker tours. Like you can't, you can't see houses right now. And I said, well, how many, um, how many houses have been listed in your area in that price point in the last 30 days? What does that have to do with anything, Phil? I'm trying to sell houses. What? You don't think that if a house is listed for a million No, I'm bucks, telling you what the new agent, obviously, because he wasn't out looking at houses and he didn't. I'm assuming he did. He know the answer to your question. No. Right. So I said, th actually, that's not what they're learning. I said, let me let me. I'm sorry. Or they're not. Believing how many houses are for sale? Like overall in your whole marketplace, how many houses are currently for sale? What was the city? It was Laguna Beach. OK. How many houses are for sale in Laguna Beach? It did. And he said, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I go, okay. So again, I'm, I'm taking steps back. I'm taking steps back, which is where the... Because we're trying to help somebody convert a leads. lead. Yes. All leads. We're trying to help a we're new agent. We're still stuck on lead number one. We're trying to help a new agent understand what they should be doing so that they can convert business that walks across their yes path. I love where we're going. Okay. So now, so then take... Let's hear your thoughts. How many houses? So I said, how many houses sold in your area in the last 30 days? 8,046. He said he, said he oh. didn't know. Okay. Okay. So now, all right. Oh, let me interview Jeff Seabach. Oh, okay. Hey, Jeff Seabach, okay. how many houses are for sale in your area? This morning it was 13,000. I thought it said 13,938 active right now for sale. Okay. And how many homes have sold like last month? How many home, how well, many last, home sales were there? I think it was 8,046. 8,046 and there's 14,000. The so, yeah, in the last month, yeah. Interesting, right? Those are different answers. I get those answers when I to ask you the questions, but I don't get those answers when I ask new right. agents it's the questions. Why, but, but because I know that if you know those answers, you're gonna win a higher percentage of deals, not one out of 1,000. I'm looking to win three to seven out of 10. Right. Yeah. The, what I, um, I kind of joked with him and I said, you know, what's funny is in our area, we got 13,997 homes on the market. Last month we've sold 86, 47 homes. You're talking about March, but yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I said, um, with just saying that, do you give me more credit on understanding what's going on in our marketplace than if I didn't know those answers? Well, um, you know, he said, yes. Yeah. He said yes. Well, what other answer do you have other than yes? So like no. we're, they're looking for a local expert, at least at some level. You say you know something about real estate when you know what real estate is 
on the market and selling each day, each month. Yes, like let's just say that I only know three stats in our marketplace right now. How many current actives there are, how many sold in the last month, and what the average sales price did, whether it went up or went down. Those would, that Let's would, say that that's all I know about the marketplace. Oh, I and would now say you know more than 99% of the realtors. Fair enough, but yeah. when you come in and you ask me a question and you say, well, how are the million dollar sales going right now? I can deflect that question from a lead to the answers that I know and I still come out looking like I know more than most agents. Right, I think though what people's, um, you know, agents, the skill that we can teach new agents is that conversational skill, because there's a script there that I would like to insert. Because I think that their instinct, and I think that they're told by most trainers or brokers, because that's who you usually learn from yeah. early on, is it's okay to say, I don't know. And I don't think that I would recommend that there, right? Because unfortunately, <clears throat> all people are looking for the local area expert. And that I think that I it's okay to say I don't know, but it is gonna decrease your chances of winning because we see people default to that. And I think there's just a better way to, you know, like you said, to learn how to deflect to me, um, I just wanted to point out that in yeah. the script is that I don't like, yes, we want you to be truthful, but there's a way to handle that conversation better than being like, well, I don't know. Yes, it's okay to say it. It's not. One of my favorite ways to say it is I don't know that specifics, but what I do know is that there was 14,500, right? That I don't know that, but what I do know is one of my right. classic deflections. Right. I'll have to. I don't, you know what, I was I was so focused this morning on just looking at the overall statistics. I didn't look as deep. It's been a while, I'll have to get back to you on that. But right now there's overall, there's 13,938 homes on the market and we sold overall. And last year the sales price went up 5.8%, but we had 18,400 homes and now yeah. uh, the demand's up 4%. And all right, so now same like diff, different answer than I don't know. Yes. Right. Okay. And so now with this agent, let's go back into the I have somebody that's looking for a specific house at a million dollars. Can I just wrap up that point just Please. a little bit? Right. Yeah. So the for those that are trying to follow at home and now they're lost, it's just really we're just trying to to handle supply, demand and then prices. Those are the three things. Supply being number of active Act listings. Active listing. Demand, overall. Demand being number of homes sold last month or in the last 30 in days. In your wide area. Because I know okay. that as we have different listeners in different parts of the country, they struggle with, they always want to go, well, it's Scottsdale only. Not Scottsdale, Phoenix, right? To me, it's okay. Cast a wide net. It's okay to use the region because you know. Uh, let's go with K. Schiller says the Phoenix metro area prices were five point eight percent. So don't be so because what I, what I find in as an agent is you can get lost in statistics, and what the reason why I went when I first discovered it was. I just went to the easiest that I could pull. So I turned on my MLS, whatever your MLS is, because some people say to me, well, it's not Mar that's not what Maricopa County is. Maricopa County is 17, like 
this is when it goes from being simple to overdoing it where I was just like, I click on MLS. It's this, as long as you're consistent in pulling the same number, it really, like you're just trying to be specific, but it doesn't mean over, like it's, I think that's hard, right? Like it's like, yeah, but your, um, your wide net lets you have relevant conversation with people that are looking in lots of areas. Right. And then you can drill it in once you know when somebody's more specific, you can be more versed on their specifics. But in the beginning, to have the best answer for the most amount of people, go wide net. Yeah, I just wonder if there's a different word that I should be using because it's like what I call the, you're trying at the, in the beginning and talking to people, start at the 30,000 foot view, right? right? The Phoenix metro area the greater Los Angeles area, Brentwood, right? Like to me, it would be just different. Like to me, as there's different, you know, it would be Minneapolis, right? Like to me, whatever, like don't, don't get too caught up in being so specific, but know the exact number. Right. Okay. All right. Um, oh yeah. Right. Another point inside of your point is that you know, you didn't say 14,000, ah, about 14,000. You didn't say about 8,000. You used a specific number, and that gives you more credibility than using big round numbers. And don't give me credit for it. It was something I learned from James Spader in watching Blacklist. The and TV show? The TV show, yeah. So he's an actor. Yeah. Spader. I, I don't know how to spell it. But anyway, um, and I noticed in his approach how much I believed him when he spoke because he really helped me accentuate what something I was already doing. Like naturally, I always wanted to sound smarter. And the way that I could sound smarter was I wanted to know exactly what it was and that that always seemed to pique people's verses because I noticed that in trying to create my USP, right? Unique selling proposition that most people like to speak in general because they're told that they want to appeal to the widest net of people and when actually to sound intelligent it's better to know right right because when you ask a doctor they well, tell james you, spader james spader okay we'll go with james spader. james spader said you know they're like well have you ever been to the philippines and he's like if you could try the, if you ever get there go to annabella's and get the chocolate scones right that was the understanding this being specific the level of detail right, that but he also went to. It, it also because do i even think that he has ever been there if he has a recommendation that that's deep that is that deep? Yes. You think that he's been there many Not times? Not just been there. Right, right, right. Yes. So that knows the, it. I think that that's a massive write down, take a note, right? Like the way that I can get people to trust me in real estate is to start to become an expert and by tracking specific stats gives people security that you're at least working hard in your to get better at your job and studying the metrics around it because who it, let me let me say that differently gives people trust that you know more about the marketplace than they do bang well that's the i mean this is the thing that always always i found just very very curious curious that 
agents think that when they look at a house online and they're online and they're a realtor, a real estate agent, but their friend does that their friend, because they have a license is going to think that they know more, even if they haven't been at the house. Like, I don't, where does that come from? <laughs> like, is it nowhere in real estate school do we go through how to professionally look at houses? On like, the internet. Have you ever taken a class on that? No, on how to look at the same website as somebody else and know more about the property than them? Right. I, I don't know that. Maybe well, because it's but, MLS, so I get to say, if I, if I use the words MLS and I have a login that gives me um, private remarks as well, then does that make me smarter than the consumer? Yeah, I mean, I know Maybe. where, okay, so I, I guess for those that are just getting licensed now, I'm gonna tell you where it came from so then you can understand, because do you know where it came from? Uh, before the internet. Right. Yeah, it came from when real estate agents had the book and it wasn't public for consumers. So all real, so real estate agents knew, actually had a competitive advantage because they knew what inventory was out there and the consumer didn't. Yes, and most important, yeah. So when did it change? Uh, I don't know, 2012, I'm gonna 2011? Go seven. No, oh, okay. seven, right. The advent of Zillow. Because I think that there was, I mean, there was realtor.com when I got into business. I got into business in 2002, but I really started, I mean, I sold 3 million through 2003, right? But there was realtor.com then, and they would have how many photos on the internet? Yeah, so, five. Okay, but that but that is it, is, is that because the, at that point, the realtor still had more information about houses, because it was limited, and that's the big switch. Now they're jumping into the pool. So how does a realtor then, so today, fast forward to 2020, how does a realtor get more knowledge about a house than the consumers that are looking online? I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. You make an appointment and you go see it. It's hard because it's a you lot go of work. See, you go see the house. You actually have to get out of your chair. Well, I mean, you, wait, you well, got to make an appointment, but what if I don't have a buyer? What if I don't? Great. Great. I think this is, this is a key critical factor of success. Even if you just get in your car and drive over to that listing, you, I mean, you, cause you've hit it spot on the way that you win early on is you have to know more than the consumer does about that listing. And, but I mean, to me, the stat that the, that new people need to know is that 70% of consumers, when they see it, drive over it. When they like the listing that they see online, they drive they by get it. in their car and yeah. they drive by it. So then you're, what I like to let them know is they are behind. Behind. Yeah. Nice. Right. They are behind, meaning in the sales process, because you're now talking to someone that drive that drove over there knows that the paint is peeling. The house no, across the street has a car a dog, on a dog barker, yep, yep, right? Yep. Like, or that the house behind is above it, yeah. right? Like to me. And you're trying to be the expert advisor on how to buy this house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hard. Okay. So this back to my back to the back story to, about the guy, mm -hmm. right, who called and has a buyer looking for a million dollar house. I asked him the specifics: how many million dollar homes were listed in the last this week? Didn't know. Like, let's start there. You should at least know how many homes, how many homes exist in his search. How about you just need to, you need to know at least something. Yes, right? like, but like, yes. So there's only seven homes that, that fit in his search. Okay, great. 
What's the next question? How many have you have been, you in, been them? in them? How many have well, you been well, in? No, I. No, why not? Well, open houses were canceled. No, what no. does that matter? Okay. No, what it is is that the advice that he received didn't tell him. Make an appointment. Uh, well, go no, see no, it. No, 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 no. They because they say that they, they say that. what they didn't tell them is is you will be part of the eighty-seven percent of agents that fail within their first five years if you don't understand that you need to be hustler no not a hustler you got to get out there to see yeah, you got to oh, hustle okay yeah. you, yes hustle. a hustler but uh, but in a you, positive hustle but can you can you hustle but not go see houses fair enough sure right like to me is that you have to start and the thing is is cuz it's funny cuz i hear lots and lots and lots of agents when we cuz we interview lots of agents talk about how they look at them online and that they're they've you know and there's a skill that comes for that. However, the one that wins the most is the skill of going to see the house, being inside the house, to be able to have something above. Because um, at the end of the day, there's no negative to going to see more houses other than you take and, a lot of time. And let me ask you this. When you, a listing agent, now that you've been in the business for mm -hmm. since 2003, and you list a house, do you like it when agents come see your listed houses? Do you, I'm sorry, do your sellers like it when you drive traffic through their house? Yes. Yes. So as a buyer's agent or as a new agent who's trying to learn inventory, Yes. I, like we want to empower all the new agents out there to be comfortable calling and making an yeah. appointment to go I, see the house because that is helping the listing agent communicate with their client that they're reaching yes. other, now, now others. I, I would say over five million, over three million. Of course not. Right. Like also, we'll say after ninety days on the market or one hundred and eighty days on the market, worn out, worn out. Right. Yeah. But no. when you're new, like especially if new, if a listing comes on the market on Thursday and it's Saturday, you better believe it. You first can get in five it. days on the market, get in it. You, you, you. There's no excuse for someone not like to me. Actually, if you're a new agent, you don't even have to have an appointment. You can just drive over to the house. And then there's going to be someone else walking in, and then you're going to be saying, I was just walking by, and I'm an agent. Can I come see it? Yeah, that's not how we play. Pay attention to showing Make, instructions. Sh pay attention. Yeah. I'm just saying that to ease their mind that they're bugging the seller. Because they're like – You can piggyback. When you call the listing yes. agent, say, I'll piggyback on another showing. Yes. You don't even have to be right, – don't no. prepare the house for Actually, me. that is my favorite script when um, there's a hard-to-see house. That's the script I go to, and that's – Okay, um, I'm gonna text you four times a day, and all I'm looking for is the next time you're gonna have a showing. I'm gonna come five minutes early or five minutes when you're done, when you're turning off the lights, and I'm gonna buzz through it. Okay, when I text you, all I need is that I need to know when you're there, and I will make it as convenient as possible for you. And that's how you get to see the, 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 right. hard, to, the well, hard to see. Well, ones. I mean, I think that the only because we're trying to wrap up this point is that. Um, the reason, the main reason why, what, how about this, Phil? Let's we'll see how good you are. What is for agents? What is the main reason for them to make sure that they go see houses? The main reason, the right. most important reason, long-term success. So they can become a house expert. Yes, but I want it more specific. 
so that when you have a lead that you're talking to, you can say, I've been in that one. That is, if we're going Family Feud style, which you know I love, so far, you, <laughs> out of the top five, okay. you've named you've named two of those. Yes. Hold on. Why Come else on. is it most important for you to go see that property? Yeah. Um, because it gives you something. And new. it's okay if you're listening to put it in the chat or send comments if you think it's, there's something different. Because it gives you a, a competitive advantage over the buyers that haven't seen the house. Ding, ding, ding. Number four. Yep. Oh, Mar Mauricio Mar from the, that studio audience. Studio audience. Mauricio. I'm looking for properties in Oregon. All good answers. I'm oh. looking for what I, uh, what is the, uh, I mean, to me. Well, yesterday, okay, uh, most, uh, your, uh, yesterday, number three was number one. So okay. what's number one well, today? Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure if you find this podcast interesting, please share it. What we're looking for is to see if we can get the shared amount over 10. Right, because I awesome. think our best number was nine. But if you have a friend that needs to sell more houses, please share this. And I don't know, write a comment, ask them that. I mean, I'm looking for. I'm not okay. even. I'm not right. done with the story. Okay. So let me uh, give, give me number one, would you? Because the way that you sell more houses is predicated on you knowing what is a ten out of ten at a price range. Because what you don't learn by did you did you survey a studio audience of a hundred? <laughs> no, because this is an ex this is an expert's opinion. Okay, good. Okay. So this if is, I if yeah. right, like well, because if you poll the if you poll America, they would say that Corona is going to end the okay, world. Okay, I don't. We're good. Right, like, we're good. Like like to me, back to the, so the, the predicated word is the on masses knowing, are the asses in that predicated <laughs> predicated on knowing what a ten out of ten is. Right, because what it is is that. The only way that an agent can really cross the chasm from being just a, a person that looks at houses, the key is understanding what do people get at a price range because of most people think of houses as in, um, well, uh, it has to have a white kitchen and quartz countertops and stainless steel appliances. And that's not true. A 10 out of a 10 is when the house is priced that it sells next. Ne like the next, next. person that walk right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So to me, your skill and success in, uh, to become an agent as you're learning is that you have to know at 3.30. At 3.30 what, 3 p.m.? No, at 3, 330,000, at 700,000, at 1.5 that this is a 10 out of 10 because price equals condition, right? Like understanding that condition, it can be a dump, right? Like we bought a, we bought a house that I walked in and I'm like, it was not a 10, was it? No, it didn't have a garage. It had a sunken living room. Hold on. It had paneling you on just, the you wall. Just, you just told me that it could be a 10 based on price. So you can't say that it wasn't a 10. I'm talking to their opinion is that you you can't Oh, when you judge. first walk into the house, you think, oh, gosh, this is a dump. But then you see the price and you're like, this thing's going to fly off the shelf. I'll take it. Right. Right. And that's what you have to understand when you start to go over houses because you have to be able to pitch that to the buyer is knowing is this worth it 
Because I think that's that most deep. most that's, that's I, like that is not that is next level. I know, but but I think but the thing is is so you start to develop that when you go see houses. But there's more immediate, faster, short term. But I mean, gains. you're long, yes. But because well, I think that the majority, ninety nine point nine percent of trainers, tell people to sell the house to people, and that that causes you to lose more, versus trying to find the bet like my goal right, in getting it in the business sure. was to find the best because here's why is that you don't have to know how to sell when you take when you take a buyer and put them in the best house at the price range that they're interested in you know what happens phil they Th buy it. they buy it every single time like because because the best agents how they win the most amount, how, why they win 20 houses, 25, 30 houses, 40 houses a year, 50 houses a year, is they just happen to be the one standing in the house when buyer loves the house, right? Like that's like people confuse the point of what selling real estate is, what selling real estate is. How about that? All right. So we're wrapping this up. We got yeah. about three more minutes. Yeah, okay. The last point I want to make in the conversation with the agent from Laguna Beach was when you go see those houses, share your show, your work. Oh, show your work. Your I mean, work. What I is mean, show I, your work? I mean, to me, show your work is a whole episode in itself for agents. It All might right, be, let's do that's that on the, the next, next one, right? Great. But no, show your work means that. Um, so it's not a whole episode it, in itself? We're going to sum it up and then we're going to talk about how to show your work Great. next time Great. because the it's people agents struggle with what does it mean and then what is how do i execute that like dangle a carrot yes dangle a carrot <laughs> right show your work is that we do not especially for people new in the business realize that nothing's for you and that everything that you do you should share the problem is is they don't want to share the good and the bad and the ugly right they want to filter and only show people the best but it's how you share like oh i went to saw this house you know what you said you didn't want to back to a power line you said you didn't want to be in this school district but this is the best kitchen i saw i know you're not going to love it that's how you show your work nice what's your point in show your work it is the difference between setting somebody up on an auto email for every listing that comes that meets their criteria and you sending them, hey, I was just in this house looking at it for you. Hey, I was just in this house looking at it for you. And either your opinion of whether it's an eight, a nine, a 10, or it doesn't work or it does work, syrups that buyer in. That buyer I then sees. I love that sees, you just said syrups. That buyer then sees that you are out there working for them. And that is a piece of winning with the sales process. And that's a wrap. Show show your work. I love it. I mean, we can go on with all day. I'm all gonna right. wrap it to that. I loved your point. I thought it was spot on, and I loved it. Well done. Show your work. Hope you guys have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Solution of Real Estate podcast. Like it, share it, right? Comment. I mean, send if you, Jeff an honestly, email. if this is the things that we think that if you want to get to. 12 transactions in your first year, you want to get to 20 transactions. These are the activities that will guarantee your success, right? Like we, I think we're going to, I can't wait for the show your work episode. It's yeah. a shout out to my boy, Travis too. Cause that was the name of his tutoring company. Awesome. All right. All right. Later Thank guys. You.